Hello to all of you. This is my first podcast because classes have been cancelled and I have nothing else to do right now, and I've been told this is something I should do to entertain people. Shout out to Eleanor, mostly her fault. You guys are all welcome. I hate Twilight. Not a super original characteristic, I know, but it's true. So today, for my inaugural podcast, I will discuss an aspect of Twilight I haven't really seen anyone else talk about. Episode 1 of God Only Knows How Many, or If There Will Be Any More, Renesmee as MacGuffin. A MacGuffin is defined at its core as an object the characters want and the audience doesn't care about. It could be an object, an endpoint in a quest, or even a person. Essentially, the MacGuffin exists to move the plot along, but doesn't really have that much character in and of itself. What? All of you are protesting right about now? But Renesmee does have character. To which I respond, does she though? Here's what we know as of Breaking Dawn the Movie Part 2. I will only be discussing the movies, I haven't read the books, and I never will. Don't ask me to. Here's what we know of her as of Breaking Dawn the Movie Part 2. 1. She is a half-vampire child of Edward and Bella. 2. She can communicate through touch. 3. She is not an immortal child. And 4. Jacob imprints on her. That's it. That's all we know. She's more defined by what she isn't than by what she is. The fourth point isn't about her, it's just that Jacob imprinted on her, which is totally out of her control. And the third point is about what she's not. She's not an immortal child. That is, a child that was turned into a vampire by other vampires. She's not that. How does that contribute to what we do know about her? It doesn't. She's just not an immortal child. And on top of that, the plot of Breaking Dawn Part 2 is that the Cullens have to prove to the Volturi that Renesmee isn't an immortal child. So, like I said, you see the problem? The entire plot isn't about what Renesmee is, it's about what she isn't. Two things to notice. One, Renesmee doesn't have to be sentient for the plot of Breaking Dawn Part 2 to play out like it does. And two, the Volturi do not in any way sound like the villains here. That's a rant for another day, though, why the Volturi aren't necessarily the villains. The point that matters is this. Renesmee does not have a character. At all. She has three lines of dialogue in the entire movie. I counted and none of them tell us anything about her. She could be a plant, or a necklace, or a doll, or a rock pet, and the movie would play out exactly the same way. Literally, she could be Renesmee, Bella's really annoying toe fungus, and the movie could probably happen. It's all about how the Collins and Volturi react to Renesmee that drives everything. So by doing this, Breaking Dawn shoots itself in the foot. By having a MacGuffin you won't admit is a MacGuffin driving the plot, you end up with nowhere to go. Renesmee has no character, so you can't really explore that avenue, but since you're insisting she is really a character, come on guys, you really can't have a satisfying MacGuffin plot either. A successful MacGuffin plot hinges on having MacGuffin be expendable. Think something like the Grail in Indiana Jones and Last Crusade, or the Phoenix Jam and Onward. Those aren't things that need to be followed through on because the plot's about the characters reacting to them, and that's fine, really. We don't need to know about the Grail in Indiana Jones, Last Crusade, because the plot is more about Indy reconnecting with his father than it is about them finding the Grail, you know, like, it's not really about the MacGuffin. But if you have something like, say, the One Ring, whose malevolence and evil make it more than a MacGuffin, or Harry Potter, who's a character as well as somewhat of a MacGuffin because of the Horcrux, you have to flesh it out more and the plot has to revolve around more than just destroying the MacGuffin the One Ring or the Horcrux. In Lord of the Rings, the way it accomplishes is by having the ring drive both the on- and off-screen plots. Everything that happens, indirectly and directly, is because of the ring. And also, you see the ring interact with Frodo, Bilbo, and the other characters. In Harry Potter, the way they did this is they made Harry a freaking character. It's not just about the Horcrux, it's about Harry. Now, in Breaking Dawn Part 2, there's this weird halfway point. Renesmee isn't a fleshed-out character, so you can't really explore how she interacts with anything around her like you can with the One Ring. 
On the other hand, the movie doesn't treat her like an actual MacGuffin, so the plot just feels unsatisfying. Like, there's nowhere to go because you can't just move on once the plot, like, there's there's no plot to be resolved here with MacGuffin because they want to admit Renesmee is a MacGuffin, you see? So, here's the thing. All of this could have been avoided by giving Renesmee a freaking personality. Which, some of you think she has, I don't know, maybe she does in the books. All I know is that in the movies, she has three lines of dialogue and spends most of the time being carted around in someone's arms, being shown off like a chihuahua at a dog show, and not the good one from Legally Blonde, like any other chihuahua that's ever committed to film. So yeah, uh, that's all I've got for Ibrahim Esme's MacGuffin and not an actual character. See you all next time for episode two, tentatively titled, Why the Cullens Are Morally Reprehensible Hellbeasts.